0: Hey, this is Brittany Thomas, My Body Odyssey producer. While we're busy in the podcast kitchen cooking up the next episode, we wanted to give you a little snack. So today we've got a bonus for you, just because we like you. So our last episode was about long COVID and it featured journalist Kaylin Lynch. Yeah, my name is Kaylin Lynch. I am a journalist and filmmaker. And Dr. David Petrino.
1: I'm the Director of Rehabilitation Innovation for the Mount Sinai Health System.
0: Kaylin Lynch has lived through her own COVID odyssey and reported on many others with this really debilitating condition. Dr. Petrino is a respected expert working on the front lines of long COVID treatment. Both of them are a wealth of information about long COVID, but a lot of it we didn't really have room for in the last episode. So we've pulled together the best bits from Rob's interviews with Kaylin and Dr. Petrino about long COVID current theories, possible treatments, and the research that is happening right now. Whether you have long COVID or not, we felt like this is stuff that everyone should know.
1: Every time you get COVID, it does a little more damage to your body. Your chance of getting long COVID increases. Uh, we're still worrying about a large swath of the population that could end up with long COVID.
0: We hope that this long COVID PSA is helpful. Stay tuned and we'll be back with our next regular episode soon.
1: Is there the need for active people with long COVID to just completely forget their past and redefine exercise, you know, and start with like chair yoga, deep breathing, just like stuff that they thought they wouldn't be doing for 50 years?
2: Yeah, I think that's a big part of it. And it's been a big part of it for me is kind of redefining what I think of as physical activity, figuring out what level of activity you can do that won't cause a crash after the fact.
0: If you remember Kaylin's episode, Kaylin was like, scary fit. Martial arts, CrossFit, roller derby, she was hardcore. And after she got COVID, she tried going back to the gym to lift weights and it went badly.
2: I put the weight down and my feet were completely numb. And I was like, oh, that's not good.
0: She realized that exercising with long COVID didn't just mean lifting lighter weights or going for shorter runs. It meant that she had to dismantle her idea of exercise entirely and build it back up from the ground, like take it all the way back to square one. One thing Kaylin tried was a physical therapy progression developed by David Petrino, explicitly for long COVID patients.
2: It's called autonomic rehab, and it's specifically for people with long COVID who have autonomic nervous system dysfunction.
1: What we do with with our autonomic rehabilitation program is very gently activate the autonomic nervous system.
0: The autonomic nervous system, just as a reminder, is the part of the nervous system that controls things like breathing, heart rate, blood pressure, digestion, the involuntary stuff that your body is doing when you're not even paying attention.
2: And what they do is kind of combine these like extremely gentle movements with deep breathing exercises that have been shown to help improve your kind of autonomic nerv- nervous system function.
1: What we're trying to do is, is very ever so slightly uh, start to nudge the autonomic nervous system towards sympathetic activation without flipping that switch all the way so that people start to have a very intense heart rate and uh, you know start to sweat and start to hyperventilate and so on and so forth.
0: Sympathetic activation just means increased heart rate, blood flow, alertness, all of the things that normally happen when you exercise. Dr. Petrino wants to take people right to the edge of that stress response with gentle exercises.
2: Things like heel slides. So, laying on your back and bending your knee and moving it kind of from a straightened position to a bent position and back. And that to me did not really feel like exercise, but. Um it, it certainly, it doesn't work for everyone, but it certainly personally helped me, I think, um, get to the point where I could do more walking and, and that sort of thing.
0: Dr. Petrino's autonomic conditioning therapy begins with several weeks of just breath work. After that, range of motion exercises, all while lying on your back. If you're like Kaylin, you might be like, is this exercise? I'm literally lying down. But Kaylin's advice is to Be patient. Galen has tried a few of these different graded exercise progressions, and when she tried to skip ahead, she really regretted it.
2: I certainly um, crashed pretty bad from trying to do that protocol, um, and especially starting in kind of the the middle of it rather than the beginning because I felt like I was in better shape.
0: But if you stick with the program, go slow and step-by-step, autonomic rehab gradually progresses from breathwork and heel slides to some light aerobic exercise also while horizontal, and then eventually to upright aerobic stuff.
1: Over time, um, you can slowly experience some improvements in your autonomic symptoms with autonomic rehabilitation, with the understanding that you're not just prescribing exercise as a means of treating, deconditioning, or trying to improve cardiovascular fitness.
0: Dr. Petrino's program has other recommendations for managing long COVID too like recognizing and avoiding the most common triggers for long COVID symptoms, physical and mental exertion, dehydration, weather changes, drinking alcohol, even eating big meals.
2: When I would exert myself physically or mentally or even emotionally, I would um, have like, you know, what I described as a, as a crash afterwards where my symptoms would really flare up and I would have to just lay down and basically be kind of incapacitated for, for several hours after the fact.
0: Part of what makes long COVID seem so mysterious is that it isn't just one thing, it's many things. Dr. Petrino told us about a study that looked at thousands of long COVID patients and cataloged hundreds of different symptoms in more or less every part of the body.
1: They looked at thousands of individuals with long COVID and they they showed that we were seeing over 200 symptoms associated with the diagnosis of long COVID that affected every single organ system.
0: So when we say long COVID, it's actually just an umbrella term for a number of lingering effects of COVID. The World Health Organization's definition of long COVID is that broad. They say long COVID basically just means that you're feeling worse than you did before you had COVID and that you're still feeling that way three months later.
1: They came up with this in a hurry because lots of people were struggling. Um, and they didn't quite know what to do. And so it was a broad definition. Um, And so what it means is that there are many people who have long COVID um, for many different reasons.
0: In Kaylin's episode, we focus on Kaylin's particular breed of long COVID, which is a common one. Her long COVID resembled post-viral conditions like POTS and CFS, chronic fatigue syndrome. POTS and CFS are known for fatigue, heart palpitations, dizziness, and a lot of people with long COVID report those same symptoms. In fact, one theory is that long COVID is triggering these illnesses that we already have names for.
2: There's kind of this phenotype of long COVID where it's basically just the catalyst for these other post-viral illnesses is is the thought, the, the kind of running theory. So long COVID is new in some ways, but it's also
0: not new. If this theory is right, the good news is that those conditions have been around for a while. They're known. So we already have a body of research to go off of and certain protocols for easing some of the symptoms. Another one of the theories that Dr. Petrino told us about has to do with the notorious spike proteins and how those spike proteins may linger in the body long after you've gotten over COVID.
2: There's a theory of viral persistence, so basically pieces of COVID that are stuck in our bodies somehow.
1: A large proportion of individuals with long COVID had circulating spike proteins through their blood, uh, indicating viral persistence, indicating that the virus was not being adequately cleared from from the body. What we see in a situation like this is, is quite often our immune system in response to this viral persistence starts to work very, very hard to to fight off this infection that it can't quite clear. Over time, that immune system gets uh, very exhausted. And so then what starts to happen? um, People start to get opportunistic infections. In addition, what we have is reactivation of previously latent infections that were in their system so we're seeing people test positive for epstein-barr virus uh, reactivation and herpes virus reactivations we're seeing uh, people test positive for lyme disease after years of not testing positive for lyme disease but they had it in their past where we're seeing all of these co-infections starting to emerge which we think is the product of an exhausted immune system
2: The theory is that if you're able to kind of get rid of the excess virus that's present in our bodies, you might abate some of the symptoms that are going on. So to that end, there's a couple teams that are trialing Paxlovid, which is that that antiviral drug that's given to people who have more severe COVID cases. They're trialing 15-day doses of Paxlovid, and the normal dose is five days. So they're trialing these 15-day doses um, to try and basically, from my understanding, kick the excess virus um, out, of, out of our bodies or, or get rid of it.
0: Dr. Petrino's lab is currently investigating two other theories of what might be causing long COVID. The first theory is about microclots, tiny blood clots pinballing around the body, damaging the vein and artery walls.
2: Basically, these really tiny blood clots in our bodies that could be causing some of this dysfunction and kind of endothelial damage, you know, damage to your, to your veins and your arteries.
0: Kaelin told us about some experimental anticoagulant therapies being trialed in Germany that would break up those tiny clots and prevent them from doing any further damage. The second possible cause of long COVID that Dr. Petrino's lab is looking into has to do with the vagus nerve. The vagus nerve is a long nerve that runs the length of the body and it controls our autonomic nervous system. Dr. Petrino says there's evidence that COVID can make the vagus nerve inflamed and result in symptoms that look a lot like Kalin's symptoms.
1: When that gets knocked out of balance, often you can return it back to balance with a combination of medications and drugs, and even, in some cases, non-invasive brain stimulation techniques like vagus nerve stimulation.
0: Dr. Petrino's lab is running those trials right now, we're interested to see what becomes of them and what other trials in progress can help us better understand long COVID.
2: We really just don't have enough clinical trials running right now and enough treatment trials running um, to really try to address some of the, the root causes of, of these issues. Um, a lot of them are focused on symptom management. They're not really addressing the, the root cause of, of the issue. Um, they're just kind of a band-aid. What what most of us want is more treatments that kind of address the, the root causes of, of what's going on.
1: Yeah, well, you should really get some med school credit for uh, the research that you've done here. <laughs> uh, I think you're ready for your residency.
2: <laughs> the challenge of long COVID is that for a lot of us, Movement does not make us feel better. It makes us feel worse. It just completely takes everything that you know about movement and completely flips it on its head. It's a real like kind of unlearning process and one that I'm still going through because I still try to push it sometimes because I don't want to believe it.
0: It's important to remember how much we still don't know about long COVID. This has been a whirlwind tour of some of the current theories and recommendations, but the research and the trials are ongoing. They're happening right now. And most of all, we need to be patient.
1: It's very important that we don't rush to any conclusions. What is much more important and much more productive is that we start to establish centers that treat all of these infection-associated complex chronic illnesses together. So that's what we're trying to do at our center.
0: That's it for this bonus episode of My Body Odyssey. I hope you found that useful. I know for me personally, I haven't been thinking about COVID as much lately, as much as I was. But after hearing that each time you get it, it can increase your chances of getting long COVID, I'm hoping for more negative tests. If you want more resources on long COVID, we'll put links in the show notes and on our website, mybodyodyssey.com. Kaylin's website is kaylinlynch.com. And the Mount Sinai Center for Post-COVID Care is providing new resources all the time from Dr. Petrino and other researchers. So definitely check that out. Thanks so much for listening and stay tuned for our next episode. I'm Brittany Thomas. My Body Odyssey is a Fluent Knowledge production. Original music by Ryan Adair Rooney.